What does it mean to be great? We talk about greatness all the time. Sports shows spend hours and hours debating who is the greatest point guard, shooter, center, quarterback, receiver, golfer, tennis player, or just flat out athlete of all time. Right now, there is a startup company somewhere in the world trying to define what greatness would look like to them. People flock to conferences to learn how to move from good to great. We're obsessed with greatness. But what does it mean? Well, the best way to answer that question is to look at Jesus, the greatest to ever do it, the GOAT, greatest of all time. In the middle of today's story is going to be this phenomenal interaction between Jesus and his disciples where Jesus walks in on the disciples debating about who is the greatest, which I just love by the way. That's like a bunch of high school basketball players debating about which of them is the greatest of all time right before Michael Jordan walks into the room. But Jesus says some things in this episode that you may not expect. Let's go. Welcome to season six of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes will lead you into more, into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, Whatever it is for you, the goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Any emotional high Peter was feeling after the mountaintop experience was quickly cut short at the bottom of the hill. His brother Andrew and the rest of the disciples were surrounded by a large crowd. At the front of the crowd were several teachers of the law, arguing with them, spewing venomous accusations, as if they had waited for Jesus to leave to take all their cheap shots at the team. Peter picked up his pace, feeling protective, shifting into survival mode. He was always ready to fight, especially when anyone said anything to his own brother. But the entire atmosphere shifted when the crowd noticed Jesus coming down the hill. They took their eyes off the religious leaders in the heated debate and instead took off at a sprint toward the rabbi, who was still glowing a bit as he came down the mountain. The crowd begged for some more teaching, but Jesus was all business. He wouldn't let the crowd distract him from the real question on his heart. What are you arguing with them about? He asked Andrew. Not in an angry way, just in a curious way. But before Andrew could answer, a man in the crowd spoke up. Teacher! I brought you my son. He's possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Peter glanced over at his brother Andrew and noticed he seemed equally embarrassed and relieved. Embarrassed he couldn't cast the demon out, but relieved that he was no longer being asked to do so. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. See, this is what I'm talking about, the boy's father said. How long has he been like this? Jesus asked. From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us. Help us. 
if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. No, I, I know, I didn't mean the father began to explain, and then, in one of the most genuine moments Peter had ever witnessed, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Jesus nodded knowingly, and noticing the crowd was getting worse, he rebuked the impure spirit harshly. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead, but Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. Peter glanced over to the father who was sprinting to his child, tears running down his face. But Jesus didn't seem interested in waiting around for a celebration. He took one look at the crowd and then quickly nodded to Peter. In the middle of the commotion, him and the team snuck away. Their next stop was Galilee. Jesus was adamant that they didn't let anyone catch on to where they were heading. Peter just laughed to himself. The route they had taken these last several months was so obscure that no one would be able to guess where they were heading next. And yet, when Jesus told him his why, it made Peter cringe. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. It still didn't make any sense to Peter, but last time he brought it up, it didn't go well, so out of fear, he decided not to ask. Instead, the conversation shifted. Peter heard James, Andrew, Thaddeus, and Matthew in the middle of a conversation that he couldn't help but jump in on. Who is the greatest? It started out innocent enough, half-hearted and funny, but eventually the conversation got real. They began comparing each other, competing with each other. By the time they got to Capernaum, Peter shut the conversation down, shaking his head and feeling a bit off for how long they had debated cutting each other down, tearing each other apart. Something about it felt weird. They got to Peter's house and sat down to rest for the first time in a long time. Peter took a breath. It was good to be home, until Jesus walked in and smiled suspiciously. What were you arguing about? He asked. Peter glanced around the room. No, seriously, back on the road, what were you guys talking about? Every one of the disciples was staring at the floor. No one would speak up because they were all so embarrassed. Jesus gave them another few seconds to come clean, but just as Peter braced for a lecture, Jesus simply said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. And so back to our question, what is greatness? I love the very next story that happens in Mark's gospel. I don't think it was an accident that it comes in the very next section. John sees a group of people driving out demons in Jesus's name. Apparently, a group in the crowd had taken Jesus' words seriously and had gone out and started applying it to their life. John runs up to Jesus and says, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name and we told them to stop because they were not with us. And I love Jesus' response. This is a picture of greatness. Jesus says, Do not stop him 
For no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I love that. I wonder if by the time Mark sat down to write his gospel, he put these stories back to back on purpose as if to show us twice how much the disciples misunderstood greatness. First, they've been walking around with a rabbi who gave all his energy to serving others, healing, transforming lives, and showing tangible examples of how the goal of life is not to find your life, but to lose it. That's how you experience greatness in the kingdom of heaven. But then, they get a few minutes to themselves and revert right back into trying to figure out which one of them is the greatest in the world's eyes. In other words, they completely missed it. And then, they see another group of people who have taken their message and started putting it into action, casting out demons and darkness, which I think we can all agree is a good thing. And John and the other disciples get threatened by it. Why? Well, because when you are trying to be the greatest in the world's eyes, then other people's success is a threat to you. But kingdom living, life the Jesus way, flips all of it. Suddenly, other people having kingdom success is to your benefit because you become teammates. So when they win, you win. Here it is in one sentence. Greatness is greatest when it's about God's kingdom instead of your own. The disciples couldn't see it. Not yet. They still needed a new wineskin for this new wine. Still needed a new mindset for this new thing God was doing. And I don't know if you're picking up on this, but when I read Mark's gospel, I start to feel Jesus trying to expedite the way he's teaching them these lessons. Saying things like, how long shall I stay with you? Almost as if Jesus is saying, come on, guys, the clock is ticking. I can only say and do these things for so much longer. I need you to start making this mind shift already. Which brings me to you. I wonder if there is a mindset that God has been calling you to change for several days, several weeks, several months, maybe several years, and you are still struggling to make the shift. What if today is the day? The day you get desperate enough to do something different, to change it up, to make the change that will change your life. The change God is calling you to make may feel small, but the truth is, if you make a little shift that makes you more productive for the kingdom of heaven, and then you stay consistent with the small thing, little by little, a little will become a lot, and that is the beginning of greatness. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.